0: Thank you so much for choosing to listen to Age of Jeremy. I wanted to preface this... uh episode by telling everybody thank you for being a listener to Age of Jeremy, and also if you're a listener to the Age of Radio podcast network, uh, we do truly appreciate it and we appreciate you. Um, I wanted to take some time to kind of uh, uh, preface this episode to let you know that I wrote this episode probably back in uh, August, uh, maybe July of last year. So my apologies that it's taken so long to get an episode out. We had a lot of stuff happen. Um, We kind of uh, pushed ourselves into uh, editing through our communication and editing process. Production uh, brand called Mercury, which we're still slowly focusing on getting out. As of right now, we do have four or five clients. Um, can't think about the top of my head, but essentially if you're interested in any type of podcast editing, please reach out to me at jeremy.quintanilla. That's J E R E M Y. Q U I N T A N I L L A. That is Q U I N T A N I L L A. That's jeremy.quintanilla at age Um, if you want some podcasting, we essentially do $25 an episode. Um, we use Steinberg's Cubase. Um, that's our uh, production platform of choice uh to to do some of the mixing and editing of your your show um and that 25 dollars is for shows that um max out at around 40 minutes anything over that we'll have to talk a little bit about the price um because i know a lot of stuff goes a little bit longer than that nowadays um especially with interviews and so forth but for your typical 30 to 40 uh 40 minute podcast uh, we can definitely do it and we do it for the 25 dollars an episode um so there will be uh, access to view some of this stuff on our website here in the next few months. Um, but one of the things that we kind of talked about a lot was trying to make sure that we were staying consistent with our podcast, especially since we're uh, pushing consistency for our um, hosts, um, especially now that we're starting to do some direct ad sales and so forth with with uh, some of our, our larger shows. Um, and we're building really strong uh, partnerships with companies like BetterHelp and Best Fiends. Um, so now we're. we're Gonna just going to continue to grow, um, and then so Age of Jeremy is a really big part of the Age of Radio brand. Um, it's kind of a, it's kind of like a, a personal brand of mine um, to kind of uh, educate people and to tell people about Age of Radio. Hopefully, there'll be some more entertainment stuff um, involved um, and some different aside uh, podcasts that go into Age of Jeremy that come out on the same feed. Um, but uh, we're really focusing on um, um, this brand again. Um, we kind of pull back on it every once in a while when things kind of get busy with uh, with age of radio and some of the other businesses that our family's involved with and um, that I'm involved with. And so so I do want to appreciate it. And I also want to ask if you, wherever you listen to this podcast, uh, please uh, give it a, a review. Um, whether it's five stars or not, it doesn't matter to me. I just want to review so we can get some good feedback. And then make sure to follow us on the Facebook Age of Jeremy page. Um, also, check out ageofjeremy.com. You can see our, my LinkedIn at Jeremy Quintanilla. Um, so LinkedIn, Jeremy Quintanilla. Uh, and then my Twitter feed at uh, Twitter at Jeremy Q. And then obviously the Instagram feed, Age of Jeremy me. Um, We do all kinds of different type of content depending on the platform. Um, So obviously more professional content and stuff um, related to um, some of the things that uh, I'm trying to push myself into Uh, into the world with. uh, Professionally is on LinkedIn, obviously. So you'll see a lot of stuff about marketing, um, financial stuff, and then also um, governance and running companies and things like that. Uh, It's a big passion of mine. And then also probably some philanthropic um, stuff um, as we continue to uh, focus our family, um, the Alatori Quintanilla family um, focused on philanthropy and so forth. Um, So so just kind of uh, wanted to kind of preface this. Uh, Again, I wrote this a while ago. We're getting a pushed back out and we're going to really refocus on the age of jeremy brand um, so please uh please enjoy please give some feedback um i care about every anybody that listens no matter how many downloads we get um, just we're trying to get better and keep going so um we appreciate it and again if you want some editing for your podcast feel free to to shoot me an email um, and i'll put that email also in the the show feed i believe um should link up through there so uh without further ado um, this is, uh, age of Jeremy, uh, season two, episode nine, retarget. Enjoy. Someone recently asked me what I like to do in my free time. The truth is I love to watch movies. I love sitting by myself and intently watching them. I enjoy thinking about them and later discussing them with someone, say my wife. I wouldn't say I'm a diehard James Bond fan, but I do enjoy watching spy or secret agency movies. I watched Skyfall a few years after it came out, which now it was a few years back, and it was by far one of the best Bond movies. So a few weeks ago, I decided to watch the the follow-up Bond movie, Spectre, and it was was okay. Um, It wasn't as good as Skyfall, but more importantly in it, it had an amazing Aston Martin DB10 and it's a very beautiful vehicle. Now, while watching the movie, I decided to look up Aston Martin at the Aston Martin website. So I went to the website and looked around for a bit, and then I went back to the movie. Towards the end of the movie, I decided to go back to my phone and check out my Instagram. What was the first advertisement I saw? An Aston Martin. This is Retargeting. My name is Jeremy Quintanilla. This is the story of my life as I build my family business, dive into politics, Figure out how to leave a legacy and all the other adventures life has in store. You're listening to Age of Jeremy, Season 2, Tribe. When advertising started, there wasn't too much targeting that could really go on with the direct advertising. The reason being is that there wasn't a lot of digital marketing uh, or technology that focused on that. And, And advertising got better at understanding their audiences as that technology and as time progressed. But in the beginning, you would really try to reach as many people as you could with your product. Now, there was some focuses based on, say, gender and race, but you couldn't really pinpoint certain attributes and characteristics like you can today. Even with older mediums like radio and newspapers, they understood their audiences a lot more to sell the correct advertising space, but not to the extent that you can do today. The reason why advertising has become so important is because organic reach has slowed down a lot. If you are unfamiliar with the term organic reach, it is essentially advertising of your brand via followers, talking or sharing your brand to their friends, family and network. If I post something on Instagram, on IG um, every day and my followers share it or like it or comment, Instagram will start showing that post to more people. I didn't have to pay for the reach paid advertising is well paying for the reach of your brand both of these are great and you should utilize both of them but paid works a lot faster and you can target who you want to see your advertisement that is what makes it important it's important to get your advertising in front of the right people that are most likely going to buy your product or service the biggest craze in advertising right now is facebook everyone apparently is a facebook ad expert and can and can create conversions from the multiple businesses i am involved in we have spent over fifteen thousand dollars just to have someone manage our facebook ads not to mention the ad spend itself ad spend is the amount it costs to run the ad now that fifteen thousand dollars i was talking about that's just for another company to manage advertising of the campaign the people i have worked with have promised certain results and they've rarely delivered Something I continue to preach uh, about Age of Radio is is that we're not a podcasting company. We're a media company, a media company that will be one of the largest media companies over the next fifteen years. So I want to figure out what the big boys are doing, and that's what I did. And this is the largest spender on advertising.
1: I work hard, and I want my money to work hard too. So I use my Freedom Unlimited card. Even when I'm spending, I'm earning one point five percent cash back on everything I buy earn on my favorite soup with freedom unlimited you're always earning ah, got it
0: now it's not really a wonder that the largest spender on advertising is also the largest bank in the US chase so where do the largest companies spend their ad dollars well a lot of them spend it on search and most of them spend it just mainly on search now which doesn't really come as a surprise um but what did come kind of as a surprise is not a lot of them really focus on Facebook. Now, Facebook has 2.45 billion users, which is a lot. But the problem is that people don't go to Facebook to buy stuff. I mean, we they do have the marketplace now and you can buy stuff via Facebook, but you don't go there to search information Um or, or to, to look up information on something. Now the better place to spend money is on search. And that is making sure your company comes up when someone is searching for something on say Bing, which is Microsoft, or through Google. So if I search podcast hosting, I wanna make sure that the first thing that people see is age of radio. Now this got me thinking that age of radio really has to figure out this search piece. I spend a lot of time thinking about digital advertising strategy. When I want to know something, I don't go to Facebook, I go to Google. If I want to look up something like, say, podcast hosting, I'm going to search on Google and start clicking links that seem to solve my problem. Now, there are a lot of great things that Facebook can do, but I don't think it should be the main strategy. I think most of our budget should go to search, and on top of search, it should go to another interesting thing that you can do um, with Facebook and also with Google, and that has to do with the pixel, um, specifically the Facebook pixel. The Facebook pixel is an analytics tool that helps you measure the effectiveness of your advertising. You can use the Facebook pixel to understand the actions people are taking on your website, and you can use it to reach audiences that you care about, which allows us business, brands, influencers, to focus on audiences that take actions on our websites, such as people that filled out a form or visited a certain website. This helps make sure that we are focusing on people that are interested in our content. One of the things that has been difficult for me is advertising all of our shows. Now, I can't run search for each show because, well, we don't have the advertising budget for that. But we can run search for our larger shows, the shows we know that people enjoy. Shows like Color Me Dead, Murder Under the Midnight Sun, True Crime Trucker, Stranger Than, JV Impact, Bases Loaded, Dark Windows. People will go to search podcasting and our shows will pop up. And then our pixel, once they go to the website, will pick up that and start retargeting those people with shows on their Facebook feed. Now, I call this cross-sale. Cross sell is essentially a, a concept in retail sales. When a client wants something, and you get them that something, but then you offer them something else that makes sense based off of the understanding of you ha- that you have of that client. Um, so, for instance, if you go in and someone's buying jeans, and you talking to them, and you find that they like blouses or a certain type of blouse, and you have it, then you start showing them those blouses, and then you try to get them to buy multiple blouses, and that's the cross sell. Now, let's take Color Me Dead. Color Me Dead is a true crime show. If people go to their page um, or their ageofradio.org forward slash color me dead page, and then they later go on Facebook or Instagram, I want those people to see true crime shows or maybe even paranormal shows like learning to curse um, or stranger Than. This is how we cross sell them other options. Now in an ideal world, the average individual follows six podcasts. I would like two of those podcasts to be Age of Radio Network shows or um, Age of Radio shows. This may take a little bit of time, but persistence will get us there. So in my mind, the cross sale is on Facebook and Instagram. And that is what we are going to focus on for the rest of this year um, and going into uh, 2020. The other great thing about Facebook are lookalike audiences. So let's say you are just getting started and your pixel hasn't tracked a lot of people. You can create lookalike audiences based on the people that have visited your website or the people that are on your Facebook page. This is very beneficial for your ad getting in front of similar people. This isn't specifically retargeting, but it is beneficial in getting your ad in front of people that you can convert into clients. And then you can retarget them. So what if people don't use Instagram or Facebook, you might be thinking? Well, the good news is there are Google Tags, which is a little bit more complicated. Google uses something called Tag Manager. Now Tag Manager does the same thing kind of as a Pixel does. It allows you to create audiences based on the actions that people took on your website. Then you attach those audiences to your campaigns. The other thing Google does is allow you to create affinity audiences. Now, affinity audiences are essentially an audience that is um, more likely to be interested in your product based off of the interest that they have in other products. Um, and similar to it's similar to a lookalike audience that Facebook does. But mastering these tools is super important. And mastering these tools is going to be imperative to our goal of ubiquity. Now, ubiquity is the fact of appearing everywhere. That is my goal. Age of Radio is going to be a household name in the Southwest. That's the first part. And then the Midwest. So when you think about that Southwest, California, Nevada, Arizona, Utah, Colorado, Texas, and Oklahoma, and then we're going to slowly push up into the Midwest. Not saying that East Coast places and West Coast places don't, uh, or other West Coast places besides California, don't listen to our shows. That's not the point. (coughs) The point is, is to kind of focus on these specific regions. And a lot of these regions are because this is where a lot of our shows are being listened to. And so we're pushing um, more people to listen to in those areas but to get there it's going to take some really big wins and a whole lot of winning but I am perfectly confident that age of radio can get there. Now ubiquity in my opinion is the most important concept of all. It is a great way to overburden your competition because their clients cannot move without seeing your brand. It kind of boxes them in. Now it's very important very difficult to do especially on a budget which is why I keep going back to SEO as part of O our overall strategy. Um, and in a ideal world, we can impress the show's image as well as the Age of Radio logo into people's minds. And I'm probably gonna be doing some more researching on SEO, but um, to, to finish out this specific episode, I kinda wanna talk about a little bit of a current strategy that I'm, I'm working on. Now, when I think about our current strategy, we have this search aspect, and then from the, there, those audiences are retargeted via Facebook and Instagram. Now, one of the things that I continually think of are all the people that don't use Facebook. Now, most of the people that like listening to podcasts are also social media goers, but not everyone is, which is why I've been testing another aspect of marketing. Well, an inexpensive aspect of marketing.
1: So, you're wondering if billboards work, Arya? Well, if they didn't work, they wouldn't exist. That's the beauty of a free market, baby. And also the sad reason for these phenomenal business. So if you want the short answer, it's yes. Yes, billboards work. However, something tells me you want a little more in-depth answer, like do billboards work for you and you? Full disclosure, I work for a billboard company. Billboards are a top of the funnel marketing medium. If you've never heard of the funnel analogy, essentially your potential customers are at the top and buyers are at the bottom. So if you want more buyers, you just got to get a bigger funnel. Billboards are one way to widen that funnel as they make new customers aware of your product. Big brands know this and spend about 60% of their marketing budgets on brand awareness marketing like billboards. Even online brands like Netflix and Amazon utilize out-of-home advertising because they realize that humans don't live entirely online despite what your grandparents So if they can find success with billboards, so can you. And you. Historically, using billboards has been reserved for large marketing budgets because billboards can cost a few thousand dollars and be long contracts. And if you're a small or medium-sized business, you might not have that kind of marketing money in your budget. Luckily, times are changing, and there are other ways for you to get on a billboard. Blip, for example, allows users to get on a digital billboard with no contract or minimums. They like to call it billboards on your terms. And by they, I do mean me, because let's remember, I work for Blip. Now that you know you can afford a billboard, should you buy one? Honestly, it depends. Billboards work for a wide variety of businesses, from restaurants to podcasts to bow tie salesmen. There's no reason they can't work for you, but only if you work for them. Don't treat your billboards like another sponsored Facebook post. Billboards are also a long-term strategy. You shouldn't expect that just because you're on a billboard for a day that your sales will triple.
0: So it's really about awareness. More awareness widens your funnel. The more your funnel widens, the more people you can reach The more people that you can reach, the more people you can find that like your stuff, the more you get to understand about your audience, the more you can retarget those people. However, billboards don't really help us understand the people that are interested in our stuff, but we can create an impression. And once that impression is created, so if they're driving down the street, they see one of our amazing billboards, um, which currently, as of this recording, we're running Color Me Dead and Bases Loaded. When they see those shows, um, and we're we're running bases loaded because of the, um, uh, and we're running bases loaded because of baseball season starting. Um, I know that kind of changed a little bit with COVID nineteen, but again, this podcast was written prior to that, and we're we're trying to get it out. But the point is, is that color me dead and bases loaded are are running. And then what we do is in those areas that they're running, we target those areas geographically. So when people go on their Facebook page, if they fit into one of our categories that we're focusing on, then they'll also see advertisements for those same shows. And hopefully we can win them over as, um, as a listener. And that's essentially how this media strategy is playing out. And at the time of this recording, even though this was written a while ago, I recorded this April 11th, uh, 2020, um, and this actually worked really, really well. So we started it back uh, towards the end of August of uh, 2019, and we ran it up and through until the coronavirus started getting um, really, uh, started really impacting us in March. And uh, and it actually worked really, really well. We had started averaging, um, started averaging in the three to four thousand, um, uh, three to four thousand people were going to our website. Um, this 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 aspect really really worked, and we're going to continue to do this because it really created a sense of ubiquity where everybody that uh, had any interest in Age of Radio they were continual continuing to see it. So I, I believe that this is a big key piece. And it's not only a big key piece for getting more listeners, it's also a key piece for learning. Because as again, I kind of reiterate, Age of Radio is not just a podcasting company. It started out that way. But as I realized that you start to understand a lot more about advertising and using advertising, um, another aspect that we're really focusing on is is getting into digital advertising um, and and doing business-to-business sales that way, Uh, on top of the business-to-business sales we do for our direct ads but we're going to continue to talk about that more in continuing seasons of age of age of Jeremy. So, um, but for now we're doing a really, really great job. Um, thank you for listening in. Um, we'll get back to more of these episodes on a more consistent basis. So I hope you enjoyed and we'll see you next time. Age of Jeremy would like to give special thanks to Seth Godin for letting us use his book tribe as the name and jumping off point for season two by his best-selling book tribes linked below our season two song is autumn by trophy eyes from their album american dream released in america by hopeless Records. age of jeremy was recorded using steinberg's cubase audio technica mics audio technica headphones focus right interfaces and waves plugins check out the links in the description below